Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. Happy Big Ten season. I'm your co-host, Sam Daring. With me, as always, is Christian John, my other co-host. Today, we're going to break down the season as well as predicting their game tonight. Um, so we'll start off, starting off with their season, we're going to go through our top offensive players, or top offensive and defensive players to watch. Um, go through their season predictions and then end on the preview of the game, going through their offense and defensive MVP, um, whether they'll win the game or not. Um, so let's start off with um, offensive standouts, players to watch for the season. Christian, who do you got? Of course, I had to do Nikki Watson, right? I mean, he's the next man up as Jonathan Taylor goes to the NFL. It'll be Watson. We know that the offensive line is going to play well. We know that Paul Chris is going to want to run the football. It's just up to Watson to do his job and to do it well. And I think he will. I think Nikki is a good player, and he'll definitely just be the breakout star for the Badgers this year just because he is the next running back in line. Yeah, that, that running back room, obviously Jonathan Taylor, is huge shoes to fill. And that running back room right now is, is very talented and has the potential to be deep. And Garrett Groshek was their fullback last year. Um, Mason Stocky worked up to their um, number one guy um, in their fullback room. Now he's working out with the tailbacks at an, over at a new position. Um, they also have Julius Davis from Menominee Falls. And you mentioned Nakia Watson. We saw flashes of Nakia Watson his freshman year. He put up two touchdowns and 331 yards. Um, so I like that pick a lot. Um, my pick is Jake Ferguson. And I look at Jake Ferguson the same way I look at Charlie Kalar over at Iowa State. Um, and that's, that's, that's Brock Purdy's favorite toy right now. That's his top weapon. And with Jack Cohn gone, I think this is a perfect opportunity for um, – for Jake Ferguson to, you know, earn the trust of Graham Mertz early because it's like it's obviously shown there's a reason why he's that he's one of the top targets on that Badgers offense the past the, the past season is because he's gaining the trust early and I think this a team like Illinois I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to do that um, not as efficient as a blocker but he's got the um, power and he's got the um, size to you know kind of polish that up. Um, so the next one is defensive players to watch. Um, mine is Jack Sanborn. Um, Jack Sanborn is an absolute monster. He finished with 80 total tackles and five and a half sacks last year. And now you don't have Chris Orr. You don't have Zach Bond. Huge, huge shoes to fill. And there's another guy over at Penn State and I was talking on my college football live show, and it kind of reminds me of a guy like Zach Bond because Shaka Tony is from Shaka Tony from Penn State is you know a little bit on the leaner side, and look at what Zach Bond is. Zach, there's a reason Zach Bond got drafted as high as he did because he's so athletic and quick. Um, so I have Jack Sanborn, and he's become the leader on that defense. Yeah, Samborn's such a fun guy to watch, too. I mean, he's always just flying around. He's always around the football. He's definitely going to be a catalyst for the defense this year. 
I put Scott Nelson, who we lost early to injury last year, but he's the playmaker at safety, and I really like Nelson. Like I said, I just think we need that playmaker in the back half of the defense, and Nelson can definitely be that guy. Yeah, and you you mentioned like there's quite a few guys that have come off injuries um, from the from the batters, and another guy that I'm thinking of is back on the offensive side of the ball, and that's Dietzen. And Paul Chris was praising his maturity, and he said he's really stepped up as one of those leaders on that offense, and. Um, back going back to their secondary, obviously they have a lot of returning talent. Scott Nelson, you mentioned uh, Madison Cohn, who's on one of the trophy like Waffle Warfel trophy watch list. Um, Fione Hicks, um, that secondary is young and they're very deep. Um, so I think that defense, especially the secondary, I think that's definitely going to be something to watch as well. Um, so let's go through their season predictions. This team has the potential to go 8-0. But there is always one game, a.k.a. two years ago, BYU, Sione Takitaki, that's why I always remember that name. And last year, Illinois. They lost at a last-minute field goal, and they lost by one. On a game that should have never been close. Um, so I have them going 7-1. and one. And I have them losing to Minnesota. And Minnesota, yes, they lost Tyler Johnson, which which is a pretty big loss. But, yeah, you're still bringing back arguably one of the top wide receiver prospects in that draft, my wide receiver, too, and Rashad Bateman. You still have Tanner Morgan, who's really matured and, and really started to develop into a um, – into a high NFL draft prospect, uh, potentially around the third round, I would say right now. Um, but Minnesota relied a little bit more on the passing game, um, which isn't too surprising. You've got Ibrahim over on the run game, um, who actually did put up um, pretty impressive numbers. Um, but they still have Rashad Bateman. And I don't think people should be sleeping on Minnesota. I think P.J. Fleck is one of the most underappreciated coaches in college football, and that's putting all my Wisconsin Badgers bias away uh, because it's it's really amazing to see what he's done um, with that Minnesota program. They went from being like the bottom five of the rankings every now and then to finishing not even being ranked. And last season, they were in the talk of the college football playoff. So um, I have them losing to Minnesota, and there's always one game. And compared to BYU and compared to um, Illinois last year, I think this will be this won't be that bad of a loss. I don't think it's going to look as bad, um, but I do think it's going to be a game that comes down to the wire. Um, and I think the fact that we don't have some of our guys at key positions um, will show. Um, but I, I think this game comes down to the wire, and I, I think they go 7-1. and one. Now, see, my only argument for, like, why this wouldn't be that bad loss is because when you mentioned the BYU game and you mentioned the Illinois game, those were games that won by a lot, and we ended up losing. I mean, it, we have the problem of, like, playing down to an opponent. Minnesota's not that kind of opponent. Like, they're too good to, like, go in there and really phone it in. And it's a rivalry game. That's just why I don't see that as, like, one of those kind of a games. 
And but, I think that's uh, fair too because they 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 blew them out. I mean, the way at the time when Minnesota was ranked eighth in the nation, they blew them out thirty-eight to seventeen. So I can definitely see that. And like even going through this schedule, they don't play anyone. And I think another team that's going to give them a run for their money is the Iowa Hawkeyes because the Iowa Hawkeyes are always a sneaky good team in the Big Ten. Yeah, and Iowa's always one of those teams that truly just gives us fits, no matter who's on the team or what. Iowa's mm-hmm. style just ends up giving us fits, but I personally think we go 8-0. Like I said, I combing through the schedule, I just don't see it. I don't see the game where they're going to phone it in. May, maybe the Nebraska game next week, they might go, well, we're, we'll be fine. But just with such a short season, I think they'll have laser focus. They'll go into every game just understanding how much more important it is than a regular season. And that's why I think we finally see the Badgers team go undefeated like we've wanted them to last year or the year before. Yeah, and I I definitely think that's fair, too, is like that short season is going to play a big factor for a lot of teams. Um, it's already starting to show with, obviously, Texas hitting up, upsetting Florida. Um, yeah, and I think that's definitely fair. And as far as Nebraska goes... Adrian Martinez is a stud, um, but Scott Frost doesn't have anything to work with. They they lost their top receiver. J.D. Spielman transferred to son of GM Rick Spielman, who just traded Yannick Ngakwe. Um, but J.D. Spielman, um, top receiver, is now at TCU. Um, he broke school records. I don't have the, I think it was like a little over 800 receiving yards last season. Um, he broke school records and over at Nebraska, and now he's over in the Big 12 playing, um, obviously, less competition and working to, you know, improve his draft stock. And I think J.D. Spielman is a big loss, but Nebraska has nothing to work with. But that's probably one of those teams that I'm the least worried about on on our schedule. Um, but I I think other than Minnesota, I think Iowa is definitely a game to watch. So let's preview tonight's game um, against Illinois Fighting Illini. This team struggles immensely in their run game. Um, they actually, the run, both the run and the pass game, they, um, the pass game is a um, little under 200, and the other, the run game is like is 144 average per game. Um, their 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 top running back had seven touchdowns, 675 yards, and Reggie Corbin. And they're led by Brandon Peters um, over at their quarterback position. But this team struggles. And Lovey Smith's been there for years now. And But it's the Big Ten. It's the second-best conference in college football. And it's competitive. And Illinois is always at the bottom. I mean, last year they were they were in the bottom four in the, both the offense and defensive rankings. Um, so my offensive MVP... My first, going through the season, I don't want to pick Graham Mertz because I feel like it's going to be obvious that everyone's going to pick Graham Mertz. Uh, that's why I went with Jake Ferguson. Um, but I have Graham Mertz tonight. And for the Badgers to start off with a team against, uh, with a team like the fighting, like Illinois, um, I think this is a perfect opportunity to, for the, for Graham Mertz and the Badgers to grab their momentum early. And we tweeted out, over the summer, I'll just read it off here. Blue Valley, so Graham Mertz threw 7,561 touchdowns or yards 
and 96 touchdowns. Talk about a high school sensation. And now we're finally getting to see him play. The guy that me and everyone else were, you know, really, really waiting to to see him finally get his chance. And here it is. And he, his recruiting class is probably one of the best the Badgers have had in years. And I would argue this come this year right now that they've just had is almost better. You have Nolan Rucci, who's one of the top tackle prospects, um, one of, if not the top tackle prospect um, in his recruiting class. You bring in Cam Large, who is a mountain of a man. Um, so the Badgers recruiting is only getting better. Uh, but my guy to watch is Graham Mertz. We've seen what he's capable of, and I think this is the perfect game to start unlocking that potential. We have st- we saw him in camp um, a few weeks ago throw a pass to Danny Danny uh, Davis. I don't know why I was about to say Danny Dimes, um, but <laughs> Danny Davis the third. We saw him connect there. We saw them connect early in camp like a week or two ago. Um, and when, Jack, when they announced that Jack Cohen was out indefinitely, um, but I have Graham Mertz as my offensive candidate to watch tonight. Yeah, I have Mertz as well, and it's a lot. It's because of a lot of the same things. This is his shot, right? Cone goes down with the injury. Now it's Mertz. Mertz is the guy all Badgers fans have been absolutely pining for, and now we have him. He has his chance against a not that great Illinois team. He just gets to go, I'm that guy. He gets to prove to everybody why he was such a highly recruited guy, why everybody wanted to see him so badly. This is his shot to just grab the reins and never look back. You know, I mean, we could look back after a few years now, and we could look back on tonight as, remember, that's when Graham Mertz proved to everybody he was the star we thought he was. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um so let's go over to our defensive player to watch. Christian, I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, I, I kind of took your defensive player to watch for this season in Sanborn. I, I Again, it's just a lot of the things that you said earlier, and it goes with the same things that you could apply to Mertz, too. It's Orr's gone, Vaughn's gone. A lot of the heart and soul of the defense is gone, so now it's on Sanborn. And he can use tonight as a stepping stone to prove that, hey, I know those guys went to the NFL, but I'm here, and everything's still going to be fine. We're still going to be cool because I'm the leader of the defense now, and he gets to not only show that in the locker room, but now he gets to show it on the field against a subpar opponent. Steve, the thing with Jack Sanborn, too, is he, like, Zach Bond and Chris Orr were still in the spotlights because they were... They were upperclassmen, and they were going into the draft. And Jack Sanborn still produced. He still put up those 80 tackles. He still put up those five-and-a-half sacks. Yeah. And that, that's so promising. For, for a position of need, like other than the running back position, because obviously JT is a huge loss, other than the running back position, that linebacker slash edge rusher position is another key area that really hurt us this offseason because of those guys, those talented players like Zach Bond and Chris or that left for the draft. Um, so my guy is Isaiah Loudermilk. Isaiah Loudermilk is a mountain of a man, and he's 6'7". He's a run stuffer, and I pick him because 
Illinois, like I mentioned or alluded to earlier, Illinois struggles more in their run game than they do in their passing game. Reggie Corbin only had 675 yards, and he was Illinois' leading rusher um, last season with 675 and seven touchdowns. And I think, I, I mean, Isaiah Loudermilk is, if you want to talk about another leader on that defense, it's Isaiah Loudermilk. He's a mountain of a man. He He's 6'7", and he's a run stuffer. And I think this is a chance for him to make that big leap um, for his senior season. Yeah, uh, like you mentioned, there's not a lot of guys that look like Isaiah Loudermilk. That's, uh, that is not a brand of people that it's made often. Yeah, definitely. So let's, uh, I mean, after our conversation throughout this episode here, I think we can kind of agree you've got 8-0. Um, I've got seven and one, but this is not the game. I think we can both agree here that they're going to win. Um, but let, let's let's make this interesting though. Let's let's have a score prediction. I think the Badgers win thirty-eight to seventeen. Um, I think it's a blowout win. All right, yeah, I I agree that it's going to be a blowout. I have it a little bit more of a blowout, and I have forty-two to ten, just because. I mean, they're going to be mad. The Badgers are going to be mad at Illinois right now. Oh. Yeah, they're coming in so. with a huge chip on their shoulder. And that's like, this is, I love that this is the opener, too. Right. I like, all eyes are on this game. Oh. And it's like, yeah. this is the perfect game for all and, eyes to be on and, for the and, Badgers. And, 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 and what a game to start the Big Ten season. <laughs> the Wisconsin Badgers versus the Fighting Illini, a game that the Badgers should have never lost last year, 24 to 23. It's going to be great. So that will end it. It's Big Ten season. It's college football season. My favorite time of the year. The Badgers and the Big Ten are finally back. Fans, we got what we wanted. Let's hope for a safe season and a successful season for the Wisconsin Badgers. Give us a follow on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Dairy Sports. Go give the Dairy Sports Fantasy Scoop with Chase and James Trefi a follow. Um, just published a podcast earlier this week. Um, they do a they do a great job, and I'm proud of everything everyone and myself. Um, everyone has done in this group, and we're only getting better from here. Um, so, with that being said, thank you for joining us, and go Badgers. <laughs>